Game begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dadgum Nerds. I'm Trip, your host, and Trip, your guest, and Trip, your color commentary, and Trip, your side host. I'm not really sure what else uh, I could describe myself as, but the bottom line is I am the only one on the podcast tonight. So as it turns out, uh, let's see. Let's see if I can count it all down. Zach is out of town. Uh, Kevin's wife has uh, the Rona. Uh, let's see. Brett is out and Aaron doesn't answer his phone. So it's just me tonight. <laughs> oh, I hope everybody's doing really well. I have not talked to a lot of you guys in a long time. So I'll give you a couple of quick updates on me. So for those of you that don't know, my daughter Hattie is uh, three years old now. She just turned three back in January. And we finally decided it was time to bite the bullet and start trying to potty train. So that means all the pull-ups and all of the research on the Google and figure out how in the world you're supposed to do this sort of thing. Uh, and uh, what else did we do? Oh, all the training pants. Lots and lots of mini Mouse underpants in my house right now. And only a couple of them are mine. But... Anyway, uh, so we, we it was it was interesting because everything that my wife has been researching has indicated that you can get your kid to potty train in about a weekend if you just keep shoveling apple juice and water down their throats and don't put any pants on them. <laughs> so the idea is you're going to take this kid. This is this is this sounds really extreme now that I'm thinking about it because. When my wife was explaining it to me, I was just going, well, okay, whatever you think. Because any idea that she has is one more idea than I do. I don't know where to start with this stuff. So so what she read and, and what she, the information she got from other people, uh, her friends that, that she consulted with, who have already been through this process, have basically said, okay, every 15 minutes take your kid to the bathroom. Don't bother putting any underpants on them. You're just going to be wasting time when you uh, have to try and take them down every single time you take them to uh, the bathroom. So uh, keep apple juice in their system, give them stuff that they like uh, so that they'll they'll continue to drink and then they, they'll just have to pee all the time and set a timer every 15 minutes and uh, when it goes off, it'll just trigger them and they'll, they'll, they'll start to get the idea, okay, we need to go to the bathroom. And I'm thinking, well, what if it's like Pavlov's dog and you condition them so well that they hear the timer and they just pee where they stand? But uh, <laughs> that has yet to happen. We're either not doing a very good job or it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> but so when they successfully evacuate, if you will, I think that's the technical term, uh, you just go nuts and you praise them over and over and over again and you give them a cookie and you do a little happy dance and you celebrate and then uh, you just send them on their merry, their merry way. And so you are, you are supposed to be watching them the entire time. And y'all, I have seen more of my daughter's naked butt in the past three days than I have her past three years. That is not an exaggeration. We've just had, she's just been Donald ducking it for the past, like, well, over the weekend, we, we finally put an end to it and put some pants on her <laughs> because it was getting a little much, but, uh, we did pretty good with peeing. Here's where things get interesting. Uh, it was pooping 
that we were having trouble with. For whatever reason, she was afraid to go poop on the toilet. And so we would put her on there and we knew she had to poop because she was doing the doo-doo dance that everybody does when things start to get a little backed up. But she just would not go. We would sit her, she would sit on the toilet and I swear she's afraid because she would shake like a chihuahua. She just refused to do anything about it. And so 24 hours go by, all right, so this is Friday or Saturday, and uh, she has not pooped. And she's rubbing her tummy, and she's crossing her legs, and she's putting her finger up her behind, like, okay, I know something's going on over there. But because she didn't have a diaper on or anything like that, I guess her little brain just was conditioned to go, no, no, I'm, I'm not supposed to poop right now. Uh, and so we went 24 hours, and she didn't have a BM. So the next day was was interesting. She got to about lunchtime, and I guess that final French fry that she ate was just way too much because about 20 minutes later, Faith is putting our seven-month-old, our eight-month-old down, and I've got to watch. I've got to watch Hattie. And remember when I told you that uh, I've, I've seen a lot of that naked booty? Well... I watched her grow a tail. Out of nowhere, I turned around, and she is just mid-step. Everything seems completely normal, and then she just she just stands with her feet about shoulder-width apart just out of nowhere. I mean, I cannot believe how smooth it was, guys. She took she took one step forward, and then that, that, that foot behind her just managed to step right, into the, uh, right in line with her shoulder, and next thing I knew, her hips were squared, and she was pooping right in front of me. So, of course, I snatch her up, and I go, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't know how many people have seen uh, Bruce Almighty when he's grabbing the dog and insisting on taking him outside, even though he's mid-pee. Felt a little like that, except there were more landmines that I could step on. And the moment I set her down, she just sucks it all back up in her and goes, not going to do it. Not going to do it. In the meantime, my grinder pump decided to stop working. Yep. If this was part of the Star Wars trilogy, it would be the grinder pump... Return of the Grinder Pump. Sorry, I almost said Grinder Pump Strikes Back, but I've already told two stories involving this. Now, unfortunately, it's not going to be quite as entertaining as the last two have been because the last two stories, the Grinder Pump has gotten completely out of hand. But as it turns out, we have a sewage alarm on the side of our house. I don't know how many of you have ever seen anything like this, but it's exactly what it sounds like when things start to back up in your septic tank, or our Grinder Pump in this particular case, uh, and the water level gets too high, there's a red light on the side of the house that goes, meh and it lights up. So in the middle of Sunday, I realized that the water level is too high. And at this point, I've told the story enough times. I know what's going on. There's a greasy float somewhere in the... <laughs> All right, that made me laugh because there is actually a float, something called a float on the grinder pump that has to reach a certain height before it kicks on and the water level goes down and it gets injected into the sewer, the sewage system. There is a greasy float. That's the whole. That's the reason this whole thing got started. But there is actually a float covered in grease. Anyway, it made me laugh. I don't know if that made any sense. But uh, so, um, so what that means is, is that while we are in the middle of this weekend that is dedicated to flushing the toilet, we can't do it anymore because the very thing that is supposed to take the aftermath of flushing the toilet and put it in the sewer is not working anymore. Yet again, I swear it's on a timer because it's happening during the weekend. I have never had it happen in a convenient time. So I make the obligatory phone calls and I call, I have to call Ben Franklin and Roto-Rooter and everything like that. 
It's a Sunday afternoon. It's early Sunday, and I know it's going to be it's going to be expensive, but um, I, I don't have a choice. Like you, you can't run your water. Any water you run, whether it is toilets or sinks or or showers or anything like that, it all goes to the same spot. So if I use water for anything, it's going to eventually be backed up and running into my running into my 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 driveway. So. I'm, I'm at least educated enough now to know where to cut it off at the pass. And so, um, long story short, nobody can get out there until at least Monday. I called one place. They told me they wouldn't be able to get out there until Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, I can't run my water. What am I supposed to do? So they finally come out. I think it's like one o'clock or something like that on Monday afternoon. I have not showered. I've used water in very limited supply because I'm trying to be frugal and I do not want this backing up into my driveway again. And sure enough, they came out there and at least this at this point, I could tell them, I know what's going on. The grinder pump is not bad. It's just caked in something and it's not, it's not turning on right now. So uh, this is the first time I've ever heard this. This guy says, well you need to take a look at your house contract and see if there is some sort of neighborhood covenant uh, that covers all this because most people will not buy into a neighborhood that has a pump on each house like you do unless it's already covered by the neighborhood. Like you were the first person to ever tell me that. So now I got to go and now I have an errand to run. I've got to go I've got to go look up the, the I got to go find our contract and figure out if we we're under any sort of uh, membership covenant because the next time something like this happens, it would mean that I don't have to spend money to fix it. So he comes out and he takes the top off of the the grinder pump tank, the tank that the grinder pump is in and yeah, there's the aftermath of like the last 6 months. <laughs> And I said, why is my house the only one that seems to be doing it? I don't see this problem with anybody else's house. And he says, yeah, it's, um, there's too much grease in it. I'm going, okay, well, I'm not drinking chicken fat and eating Big Macs every day. Like what, what, what does that mean? There's too much grease in it, but I don't want to, I don't want to ask a bunch of questions because I'm afraid it's going to embarrass me. And sure enough, he takes a shovel. This 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 was a new one for me. Most people most people have like pumped it and stuff like that. He took a shovel and just knocked a couple turds loose off of the float. Like I said before, the float is something that when the water comes up, uh, the float the float um, turns at an angle as the water level goes up, and eventually, once it gets vertical, that's the signal for the the grinder pump to kick on and it just mashes up all the waste and shoves it into the sewer system. Well, folks, he takes a shovel and he gets, I guess, a little bit of goop off and then it immediately switches on. But now he's got to clean it off and he's using my hose to do it. Y'all, he's quiet for about 10 minutes and he's just doing his job and I'm sitting there, you know, just in case he needs something and out of nowhere he goes, this is bad, man. (laughs) Great. So it does look like I'm drinking chicken fat and eating Big Macs. <laughs> he goes, it's, 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 it, this is hard. And like, you know, I told you guys before, there's been calcified residue, if you will. And I don't know if we're just dumping too much stuff down the sink or if there really is just something really special about the stuff that we are dropping in the sewage system as a family. Um, yeah, it kicked on uh, and it just initially it just sounds like water that is going it is being ground up and thrown into the sewage system, kind of like um, an aquarium pump. If you if you like like a large version of an aquarium pump, how it's just constantly sucking in water and spitting it out into your aquarium. Well, um, 
what is the most delicate way to put this? All the crap that was on the surface eventually got down to the level of the grinder pump. Again, the tank is very tall. It will hold a lot of water. Uh, but once the once it once all that stuff got down to the tank, all of a sudden I start hearing this like slurpy, sucky, old runny mashed potatoes, boots stuck in mud, kind of kind of a squishy noise. It was horrible, and I tried to play it off cool. I went. What just happened? He goes, it's grinding up all that grease and spitting it into the sewer. <laughs> so, but what scares me the most about that whole situation is that this happened while there were only two of us that are using our sewage system. And we are training a third human being to do the exact same thing. So I'm really afraid of what's going to happen to my sewer bill when our daughter is, is, is actually taking trips to the bathroom on a, a regular basis. I don't know if I just need to pray or find a good plumber or, or just move. <laughs> I don't know. But let's talk about some nerd stuff. Let's talk about some nerd current events going on right now. I read a couple of things about The Rock just today, actually, that just kind of made me go, well... Of, of course, of course, that's a headline about The Rock. Uh, two things. One, he is working on another video game movie. He has been in Doom and Rampage, but he's going to be in another another uh, property that has yet to be disclosed. He he has announced it and said in an interview that he's going to be he's going to be in one of these. He says it's going to be epic and it's going to be great, uh, but it's not going to be. Uh, revealed anytime soon. So I'm here for it. I actually loved Rampage. I don't know how many of y'all saw that. Um, I thought, I think I said in the podcast at one point that Rampage was actually the perfect kind of video game title for more video game titles to get their foot in the door because anybody who's ever played the game knows it's literal wanton destruction. There's absolutely no storyline to it other than a couple of science experiments got out of a military base and you're trying to destroy as many buildings as you possibly can. Other than that, there are no preconceived notions about the property for anybody who goes to s sit in and see the movie. So there is nobody walking into the theater with uh, a Witcher level or Lord of the Rings level of expectations because the source material is not nearly rich enough for somebody to be a snob about it. So I'm hoping it's going to be something else like that. I'm hoping it's going to be something that is more along the lines of Rampage or maybe even Doom because other uh, up until recently, Doom hasn't had a whole lot of lore behind it. Um, the other thing that he said is that he is trying to get his physique in bigger, better, and badder shape for Black Adam than Black Adam is in the comics. So another way of saying that is he wants his physique to be better than the comic book Black Adam. And I'm thinking, well, if anybody can do it, it's probably him. One, he's The Rock. Uh, two, he's rich. And three, he's got access to a whole lot of horse steroids. <laughs> so the dude's almost 50. I'm sorry, by the time you hit 50 years old, uh, your body starts dropping some some of that, TR, that, that testosterone. So he's either on really good TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, or he's got access to some stuff that you and me don't need to be touching because the, us regular folk would probably swell up and die after a couple of cu couple of butt injections from it. Uh, but if he really does reach those kinds of um, those kinds of heights, well, I won't be surprised. But 
I'll, there, there will be a morbid curiosity, like how much bigger that can the guy actually get? Um, he, the, the rock that we know now, I think he really started to pick up muscle and mass like six or seven years ago when he was playing Hercules. And, uh, that was, that was kind of what really started putting him on the map, like in terms of social media and, and stuff like that, because he started, he started doing a lot of workout videos and documenting all of his uh, cheat meals and all of his, well, excuse me, not his cheat meals, but his, his, uh, diet and his regular meals and things like that. I think he ate clean for like a hundred days or like 120 days or something like that. And then had just enormous cheat meals, like giant stacks of pancakes and like two double dough pizzas and huge peanut butter and chocolate chip cookies and things, things like that. Uh, anyway, all that to say is like the rock we know now, uh, I think he really got that big, uh, by the time, uh, like, like six or seven years ago, like 2013, 2014, when, uh, when Hercules came out. So for him to get bigger than that, I don't know how the guy's going to move. And I sure don't know how he's going to look like a superhero because if he gets much bigger than he is right now, his back muscles are going to be pushing his arms out from his body. And he's just going to be like one giant shoulder and, and a huge stack of abs and a couple of nipples and maybe a mouth. And then that's just going to, that's just, that's going to be the rock. And somehow he'll make that look good because he's him. Him's he, he's the, his, it's, it's the rock. Anyway, moving on. They just announced uh, there are going to be three new Star Wars games from Respawn Entertainment, one of which they are working on is a sequel to uh, Fallen Order. Took me a second. I, was, I kept wanting to say The Force Awakens. Um, Zach, if you're out there listening, I know you're excited. I know I am because Fallen Order was uh, the best Star Wars game I'd played in years, probably since... Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast for the original Xbox and the PC. Kyle Katarn back in the day, OG. Um, I can't think. I mean, I played plenty of other stuff. I played plenty of Battlefront, and I played, um, uh, what was the other one? No, not the, once again, not the Force Away. The Force Unleashed. And I played those, and it just, it just, it j- this this one, Fallen Order, just slapped different. So uh, I think they're working on a shooter and a strategy game. And uh, one of our patrons said today, or one of our um, one of our Discord members said today that he's got a kid in utero. By the time these games come out, his kid will be old enough to play them. So uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm, I'm fine to give a good property as much time as it actually needs to come out and be good, as long as we don't have like a Cyberpunk 2077 kind of a situation like we we recently did. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Project Red. Anyway, uh, let's see what else is going on. I'm excited about um, I'm excited about February for video games. Taking the civil water, I'm excited about February for video games because two two games that I have been keeping my eye on uh, are coming out in just the next couple of weeks. One of them is Dying Light Two. Now, this is a first person uh, sh- let's say shooter. Uh, we'll, we'll call it, it's, it's a first person game, uh, but there's lots of parkour and free running, uh, which is awesome. A la mirror's edge. If anybody played that, anyone Bueller Bueller with zombies thrown in 
couple of things about it that excite me. First off, uh, this it's the sequel to one of my favorite games uh, that came out in 2015, I think. Um, I didn't play it until it was like in the bargain bin, so I think I played it like 2018 or something like that. So I've only been waiting three years as opposed to the six other fans have been waiting for <laughs> for the, uh, the sequel. But um, this is, if you haven't heard of it before, uh, you are effectively in this quarantined zone. Don't say quarantine, it's too real. Uh, but you're effectively in this this um, this cordoned off zone, this giant city, uh, like think Arkham City, you know something something that big. Only instead of being uh, gothic and dark, it's it's bright and it's uh, broken down because people are uh, trying to make uh, eke out a living after this kind of apocalyptic event has happened uh, in their neck of the woods. It's not a worldwide event. And yes, you are, um, you are whatever your character's name is, you are working from a first-person perspective. If you're getting chased by zombies, you're running across rooftops and sliding under things and trying to hop over stuff and not run out of breath so that you don't get eaten at um, and uh, instead of uh, instead of firearms or anything like that, it's really more hand-to-hand combat, and you're going to be able to piece together uh, weapons out of scrap metal and that sort of thing that you find uh, over uh, throughout the environment. And what I think is cool about that is I I I, I love the traditional first-person shooters and you know all the action games uh, just put it in my veins, but it is nice to see somebody trying to do something different. And this, this is something that, uh, always stuck out with me because to watch somebody, uh, do a really cool flip kick or something like that from a first person perspective and see him, you know, knock the head off a zombie or something like that. It's just, it's, it's really awesome. The thing about but the thing about the weapons is that they don't last very long because this is there's a survival element in this. And so whatever you fashion out of the scraps that you find, uh, you're not going to be able to use that forever. The weapons will eventually break. You can do things to reinforce them and make them stronger. You can do things to repair them. But eventually they are going to fall apart. So it's, at least in theory, there's a whole bunch working towards this supposed constant tension that you have to that you have to find uh, balance in so that you don't get you don't get overrun by zombies and then there's a whole new breed of zombie that comes out in the middle of the night so if you get stuck when the sun goes down that's a whole another element of danger on top of all of that there are role playing and story elements that can pour that 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 uh, you get to kind of choose the fate of your um uh, of your of your character and you know subsequently get a few one of several different kinds of endings which plays into the replayability aspect of it so i'm excited to see this because there are several of my favorite gameplay elements that are working into this one game now here's here's something else that's kind of interesting about it and i'd be interested to hear anybody's opinion on this either in discord or um uh, you know in comments or something like that the company who is developing this game just recently came out a couple weeks ago and said that it would be offering more than 400 hours of gameplay. 400 hours. And you could tell they were announcing like, like they thought it was a big thing. But there was this huge backlash from the fan base going, wait a minute, how long is this game? Like, we, we, there's going to be a law of diminishing returns. About hour 120, I'm going to start getting a little frustrated because I can't see an end in sight. <laughs> 
Um, and so it, they weren't, I don't think they were expecting the kind of, um, uh, the kind of backlash that they were going to get. They were expecting, you know, I think probably to get some pats on the back because look how much bang you're getting for your buck. But instead people were going, well, how long is the game? And they came back and they said, well, that's 400 total hours of gameplay. And then they said once again, well, how long is the game? And they finally came out and I think they said that you can get the, the bare minimum done to complete the campaign in 20 or 30 hours. I think, I think that's right. But it bears the question, how long is too long for a game? I mean, we're getting to the point now where honestly you're paying 70, 80, but like in reality, if you're paying for a, a game right off the bat, uh, like when, as soon as it hits shelves, yeah, you're paying 60 bucks, but then if you get any sort of downloadable content or, uh, you know, there's microtransactions and stuff like that in there anymore, people just, pe people don't want to admit that their games actually cost the developers, not the consumers. The developers don't want to admit that it actually costs a hundred dollars to buy a game. Now they're just trying to find other ways to work that into, uh, uh, their, their, their business model so that they can make the money and manufacture stuff. And the point being is that for even a hundred dollars, yeah, I mean, 400, 400 hours seems to be a little much as far as gameplay goes, but at the same time, how much is, how much is too much? And how much is too little? Like, if I was paying $60 for a game that only lasted 20 or 30 hours, depending on what it was and depending on the kind of time I had, I might be a little frustrated. But on on the opposite end of that, I paid 60 bucks for God of War, and that lasted less than 20 hours. I think that was between 12 and 15. And that was one of the most incredible gaming experiences of my life. It took them five years to develop, and they it was on a very narrow and guided track. They knew exactly the kind of story they wanted to tell, and it blew my freaking mind. Dying Light 2, 400 hours in Zombieville sounds kind of fun, but at the exact same time, I got other stuff I want to do. I got kids to raise. Let's see, 400, actually, let me take a look at this. 400 hours. Let me just bring up my calculator real quick. Okay, let's take a look here. 400 hours divided by 24. That is 16 days, almost 17 days. 16.66666 repeating days of, of gameplay. Okay, yeah, that seems, that seems a little much. Uh, 16 days, more than two weeks of gameplay. If you started on one day and didn't take any breaks, you just pulled a... Uh, a Cartman from uh, the World of Warcraft episode that of South Park and just let your mom come in and stick a bucket under your, your hiney so whenever you needed to go make Boom Boom and you didn't bother getting off the couch to play for two weeks, then eventually you... Actually, no, sorry, for two weeks, you still wouldn't be done. You still wouldn't be done. So what's the initial thought there? Is 400 hours too much? Or is it any different than, than playing World of Warcraft or Warhammer or any other of those MMOs where you could sink even longer into that? There just doesn't happen to be a main campaign. Uh, yeah, let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. And then finally, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out in just a couple of short weeks. And I don't know, I don't know if anybody ever played that game. Um, I play, I, you know, I'm about to sing its praises, but as I say this, I realized I only played it, I only played the first one all the way through once. Now, I 100%ed it. 
I played it all. Um, and I wanted to find out every last little bit of that I possibly could about it. Um, but all things considered, I don't remember that much about it other than I loved it. So I think the basic idea is, is that you are in an open world. It's science fiction. Uh, you're a, you're a character named Aloy. I know if Andrew was listening to this or was on the podcast with me right now, he'd go, okay, shut up trip. Just sit in your little corner, sit there and look pretty and be quiet and think about your broken grinder pump. Let me tell you all about it because he loved this game. And I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, uh, he even had a PlayStation. I I think he was, he, he, uh, he, Andrew, if you're listening, you might still do this, but, um, uh, he used to, uh, watch games on YouTube, like let's plays and stuff like that. Uh, but just, he watched the entire, he watched the entire gameplay start to finish to see what the story was all about. And he was really impressed with it. And I know he could probably talk circles around me, but you are, uh, a character named Aloy, and you're in this you're in this world where the okay spoiler alert if you if you haven't already played it and you don't plan on playing it then just go ahead and listen to this but if there's any doubt in your mind and you do want to play it then just skip ahead a couple of minutes i won't talk very long uh but skip ahead a couple of minutes so that you you don't hear the the basics of the story but you're in this world where the most of the animals and uh other other beings in the world that are not humans are machines. So you're seeing like four legged, four legged animals that are, uh, actually made out of machinery and you're, you have no idea why they are like they are. And I think the long, the, I think the, the long and the short of it is, is you kind of figure out that there was an apocalyptic event hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And in an attempt to try and, um, salvage the human race, basically they created this technology, uh, that was supposed to mimic, um, animals and procreate like animals, machines that could basically build their own machines, um, and, and propagate, propagate the world. Well, as is prone to happen in most science fiction plots, things went horribly, horribly wrong. And those things that were supposed to save humanity wound up threatening it. And, uh, anyway, long story short, I remember loving the game. I remember thinking it was an awesome story and I really wanted to explore this world more. And now in just a couple of short weeks, I'll be able to. So if you haven't already played Horizon, the original Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, it is less than 20 bucks on PlayStation right now. So uh, go nuts, go play it. Just, I don't know what you're doing. Stop listening to this. Go play it right now. All right, everybody. I talked like two or three times longer than I thought I'd be able to. And my voice is a little raspier, but I am no worse for wear. Uh, let me know what you guys thought about this. Uh, uh, not, we're not going to make a habit out of just having somebody do a stream of consciousness into the podcast. But, but um, if you love it or you hate it, we need to know because we're in this experimental phase trying to figure out what the podcast can be and what will be well-received. Like I said, we really only did this because nobody else could make it, and I wanted to talk to you guys, so I hope you enjoyed listening to my voice, at least marginally. Hopefully, you didn't have to turn it too far down. Maybe you just turned the volume low. You didn't turn everything off, but... Either way, thanks for sticking in this long, guys. So for those of you that are patrons, I will see you in the after show. And for everybody else, I will see you in the next episode. I'm back, baby.